5: Well, Carver High. As Mafia knows, I am always repping for the community. And tomorrow is the annual trip to see Doctor. Garden for the Pharrell State mm-hmm. exam. Always a pleasant experience having <laughs> my uh, prostate uh, explored and spun uh, for the sake of the silent killer. And remember, if you're over forty, you better start doing it yourself because it's a sneaky one. You don't want any part of prostate cancer? I'm going tomorrow for that annual bend over, and believe me, he knows when to yell Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Carver, what a pleasant way to start the second hour.
6: Yeah, good old Dr. Gardner. Uh, it's that time of year again. All right, NFL, Scotty. Week two of the preseason came to a close last <laughs> night out in the Meadowlands at MetLife. Uh, Jets beat the Falcons 24-16. Falcons had a 16 nothing lead in this game. That was when a lot of their better players were in Desmond Ritter went 10 of 13 for a buck 43 had two field goal drives also made a couple of costly mistakes. Uh, here's Arthur Smith, Mr. Tough guy afterwards, Scotty. Uh, he was not thrilled guy. <laughs> with the, with the second half performance by his Falcons. I
7: thought we had a productive week up here. What's frustrating was some of the stuff that happened in the second half, um, that's what I said. I apologize. You guys had to watch some of that. But uh,
8: we'll, get, we'll get better
7: oh. to find out a lot about young guys. I mean, some of the guys, that you know, you live with the first-time mistakes. It's when you, if you got people that repeat the same ones over and over, uh, that stuff can be frustrating. So we'll get it cleaned up. The guys are always, you know, our guys' effort was there, but there's things that certainly those young guys will learn from.
5: Listen, uh, I, as you know, I am a buyer on Ritter. I think he's going to have a great career in the NFL. I think he's exciting. Uh, Not only that, uh, I I know people will say I'm crazy. I think he's a better quarterback uh, than uh, Mariota ever was or will be. Uh, This kid has all kinds of talent. I mean to tell you, uh, I thought Mariota was a good college quarterback without a doubt, right? And I think Ritter was a better one. And I mean, this kid has stepped into the NFL in short order and has lit it up every time he's touched the field. Before you know it, he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Atlanta Falcons. Count on that happening. And I really like uh, this kid, uh, Pitts. There's no doubt he's a stud. Yeah. London. uh, I don't think they're good now. I think they're uh, an atrocity right now. I think they're going to lose a lot of games. But... Down the road, and I hate to say that because nobody cares about down the road, but I do, you know, I think in three or four years, he'll be back to winning again.
6: Look, I think it's a very, very tough line, and and we've seen this forever now in the NFL, Scott. You've got a quarterback that you just drafted. You think he's going to be your future. You don't want to throw him in the deep end too quickly. You know that your team is going to suck. You got a guy like Mariota that you brought in as kind of like a placeholder. When do you make the move to kinda of give Ritter the reins and see if he could do it? Are you just having Mario to start the season to say that you're trying and then when you're two and seven you let Ritter play the last two months of the year? Yes. Like is that? Or do you just or do you just throw Ritter in the deep end and hope that he has that that he's mentally tough enough to not get discouraged by bad times throughout the early of the year. That's why it's so hard with young quarterbacks. Well, I think he'd get teams.
5: exposed if he started immediately against frontline, uh, first-team units and defenses in the NFL. He'll see packages he's never seen before in college Right. from a defensive standpoint. Coaching would kill him. But I think after he watches 8 to 10 games and learns from – their coaches in Atlanta, and from watching other coaches, you know, ply their trade on their games. When he's on the sideline, he's got to watch and learn what they're doing to the Falcons defensively, these defenses that they're up against, the first-team units, so he can learn and adjust. When he goes in, he'll be better adapted to all of it. I think that's the scene. He's not ready uh, to go. All these fans and media think guys are ready. Throw him in there to the Wolves. Dangerous way to make a living, boy. In the NFL, it's pain day, son. Welcome all of our radio affiliates. Sirius XM Channel 159 is the greatest thing ever. And we love sports map and Sports Byline USA.
6: On the other side of things, Scotty, the Jets, of course, won the game. They did not play anybody of significance against the Falcons. Here is head coach Robert Sala. He says that will change this week in their final preseason game against the Giants. Expect to see... Some of the jet heavies for the final tune-up.
8: The, the ultimate decision came down to the fact that we were, we're scrimmaging with uh, New York on Thursday. Um, I do want to treat, the, create, treat, treat this week as a dress rehearsal. Uh, felt like it would be a, a heavy load to play in this game. Uh, much rather got a good workout with all those guys, which we did. Uh, practice Thursday, have a dress rehearsal, and then call it a preseason.
0: So you'll will they play
8: in the fourth that's preseason? That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. that's both third.
5: Listen, I don't know, Carver High, if you watched that last night, uh, but I a thought, bit,
8: yeah,
5: you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I thought the kid uh, that came into the game in the second half, uh, Strebler? this kid, uh, Strebler? Strebler, I, I thought he played his ass <laughs> off and, and he, he had speed for a white boy. That guy was running all over the field and he was taking the ball and saying, I want to make this team. He had some stones. And I gotta tell you, just this, this is just me. I, I think White sucks. And if yeah, I'm gonna sucks. pick some guy that's, you know, your third stringer, I'm gonna go with that kid that I saw running all over the field, diving all over, taking uh, hits. I love that kid. I, I think White's kind of a a b.
0: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either
1: Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.
5: All right, Carver High, you got a lot of games. The final week of the preseason, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even a doubleheader. One of them's in uh, Pittsburgh, the Lions and Steelers. uh, A rematch of their tie game last year. Same spot in Pittsburgh. I refuse to call it by its new name.
6: Yeah, the game of the year last year, right? That Lions-Steeler tie that you went to. Uh, One of the highlights of the NFL season for sure. Here it is, the final week of preseason NFL football, all the games, Scotty. Thursday, there's two. There's three games for you Friday night. Big slate on Saturday. And then, as you mentioned, Lions-Steelers and the Snoopy Bowl between the Jets and the Giants on Sunday. And once we get through these games, Scotty, that's it. It's pain day time for real, baby. We get to real football. Bills and Rams, two weeks from Thursday night, out at SoFi. Let's go. Let's go. I
5: mean, that is just uh, delicious. And then uh, this Saturday, we've got a slew of crappy college football games to watch, hey. which is all I need. I don't care who's playing. There, there's college football Saturday. I literally, I don't care. The worse the game, the better. I'm all for it. And then uh, pro football in two weeks. Are you kidding me? It's two weeks from this Thursday. I mean, I'm horny right now. I, you may night. have to wash me off.
6: Let's go. And yes, I am looking forward to many aren't. I'm looking forward to Vandy and one other Note on Saturday night at ten thirty. Yes.
5: Oh, I know you got a lot of money <laughs> on that one. Uh, uh one other note, there is uh a couple of good games. The you know, just if, if you like, you know, good games on paper, the Packers and Chiefs this Thursday, the Pats and Raiders on Friday night, uh that'll be yes. good for uh Carver and Lisi. And uh I mean that's just those stand out to me. Even Vikes Broncos in Denver on Saturday night. That one's on NFL Network, and then that doubleheader on Sunday. I don't know if i right. You think I should maybe uh, stun 34C with a little, oh, surprise. I think I'll go to the Steeler-Lion game this weekend and see what kind of trouble I can get into. Oh,
6: VK oh, oh. <laughs> You're going to burn a trip on a preseason game? You don't want to do that. Well, you don't want to burn I don't get to go pre-season. to any regular
5: season games. I know,
6: I know. I don't get to go to one
5: game. I'm going to see the Steelers play the Colts on Monday Night Football. I think it's November 28th. Uh, Surprise, Sports Grid. I'm going to that one because I'm showing my son uh, Indiana that next day on Tuesday. So I'm going to go to one game, but it won't be in Pittsburgh. It'll be in Naptown. But I can't go to any Steeler games because I'm doing in-game live now on Sundays.
6: That is correct. Uh, That is correct. All right, so we have this final slate for preseason week three. Let's hear from some of these guys after yesterday, Scotty. Let's start in Carolina where Matt Rule has named Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback. Here's Baker, Scotty, talking about winning the job and, of course, facing his former team in week one, the Browns. Here's Baker.
7: Um, Just said that, uh, you know, obviously he thought I won the job and um, just – be able to move forward uh, it's about winning and still just how the whole situation was that um, he respected the way Sam and I handled it and I think that you know speaks volumes obviously again to Sam and just um, how we tried to conduct it about all about winning and about the team you know that's the first and foremost we were <clears throat> we were competing but Uh, It was always about the team and trying to win. So Coach Rule made sure to continue to emphasize that. And just going forward, that's always going to be the emphasis. Um, I mean, right now, I'm just trying to get this this schedule down. We're doing kind of a mock game week leading up to this Buffalo Bills game. Uh, And and when that that time comes, three weeks from now, we're going to handle prepping for Cleveland. Obviously, there's uh, a lot of attachment there. I'm not going to, like I told you guys at Wofford, I'm not going to sit here and be a robot and say that it doesn't mean anything. Um, It will, but right now, all that matters is me continuing to improve until this regular season starts.
5: Well, it's going to be interesting for me because uh, Adam Kaplan has sold the Panthers like they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, He loves them to make the playoffs. You too. And then I want to see what this kid does against the Browns because everybody else puts the Browns, uh, you know, in the playoffs. I'm not putting them in any playoffs without Deshaun Watson until week 12. So... Uh, you can have that Jacoby uh, Brissett. I'll, I'll eat brisket over in the corner with Mafia in and Dallas and, and uh, Broke Elam or whatever the hell it's called. All I know is uh, I want to see that kid beat the Browns uh, to get yeah. revenge on what they did to him. I thought he was a good quarterback for them. I thought the yeah. entire 21 season he played with a torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder, and I think it affected him. He tried to be a badass. It, it You cannot do that in the NFL. Like, Pretend like the pain and agony isn't affecting you and go out there and, you know, tough it out for the team that doesn't work. So I think there's a lot going on in that game. And I also don't believe a word uh, that he said that it didn't bother Sam Darnold. They they were professional and that they uh, were all about the team. Sam at least said it sucks. He didn't get the job, but I know this much. He is, I believe, I could be wrong, he might be the highest paid backup in the NFL,
0: Sam Darnold.
6: He is 1,000% the highest paid backup in the NFL. That is what Carolina will have this year. And and he was, I I like honesty. At least he said it. Of course it's going to mean something to me. How many times do we get these guys Facing their old teams, ah, it doesn't matter. It's just another game. At least he admits it. He says it's going to mean something that week, no doubt about it. Uh, And I'm also on the Carolina train. I'm on the over six and a half. I think he's going to do well there. I think they're going to have a good year. Uh, I do. So I'm buying Carolina as well as Adam Kaplan. I don't know about the playoffs yet, but I'm buying that over six and a half win total, Scotty. That's for sure. Uh, Let's go to Green Bay next. Last week, of course, Aaron Rodgers was given bu- uh, the business to some of the younger guys. They need to do a little better, be a little sharper. Yesterday, one of the reporters, Scotty, wanted to ask Aaron if he thought, maybe if you showed up to minicamp and <laughs> spent a little more time with the young receivers, they'd be a little more ready. Uh, Aaron wasn't exactly a fan of that question, Scotty. He says that that's not the case at all. He enjoys his time off, and he deals with the receivers now. Here's Aaron.
4: Do you think some of these younger guys would be further along if he doesn't be able to with them? <laughs> uh, you know, not really. Um, training camp is a long experience. There's plenty of time for conversations, for practice, for a lot of the things that we expect them to do in the regular season. Uh, I rely on the coaching staff to pass on the message as we're learning the offense and then you know, I'm kind of the, the 202 professor. You know, they got to get the kind of the base concepts. And when I come in, you know, we have the, you know, the offense outside of the paper offense. The head so, coach. I, mean, I feel like there's been a few guys who've made a jump mentally as we've gotten into the second and third week of camp. Um, Sammy being one of them, I feel like he's been playing faster and making more precise decisions. But again, you got to realistic expectations for all our guys, not just for young players?
5: Well, I just really don't care about his uh, training camp issues with young receivers. But I'll say this. I do not buy any more Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. I just do, do not buy them. They both get injured when the wind blows. Yep. And I, when they start getting uh, snow and cold up there, those two guys won't be playing. They never are. So they're going to have to rely on these these young receivers like Watson that they drafted out of North Dakota State. And you've heard about all the drop passes and everything else. Listen, uh, if there's one thing that guy doesn't need to do, it's go to training camp or to know the offense. The offense is Aaron Rodgers, and he throws great passes. And if they drop them, it's on them. This guy throws breadbasket passes every time he plays. And if you're going to blame anybody, blame their crappy receivers. I do not like their receiving core. I told you before, you have to pay the price for losing Devontae Adams. It just has to be. There has to be a, a price paid for that. Pentance. So I am telling you, they're going to regret it.
6: I think that by the end of the year, Dubs is going to be the guy. Uh, Dubs is going to be the guy for them. Uh, not Watson, not these other guys. The guy Dubs out of Nevada caught a great touchdown from Love on Friday night in that game against the Saints. He's made a bunch of great catches in training camp. Right. That's going to be the guy that I think Rodgers will latch on to. All right, we'll come back, Scotty. Fair we've enough. got some we'll Bill see. Belichick. We've got Nathaniel Hackett. And we have Mike McDaniel's daily media moment, Scotty, for you. Daily media moment from Mike McDaniel. I like that guy. <laughs> I like that guy.
3: <laughs>
9: and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investinginamerica.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the o Fish Sandwich all day.
5: Carver, I don't know if you knew this or not, but like Erin Andrews has the clothing line now. Have you ever seen her thing with uh, football? Now she's uh, got a baseball line as well. And I don't know if you knew it, but I saw a couple of things. One, she's got Sports Grid and Sports Grid TV clothes that are now available. And then last night when she interviewed uh, Kyle Pitts during the game, I don't know if you noticed, the towel that he had on, the NFL towel that he had on his head during the interview, if you noticed on the side of his head, like right over here on the side of his head, it did say "ad sports grid" and "ad sports grid TV." You had to be looking closely, but you know I always am looking for the genius of our Rebecca Harrelson in the marketing division of our social media agenda.
6: I did see the towel last night. Yes, a tremendous job as always. Let's keep rolling here with the NFL. Uh, here's your daily dose of Mike McDaniel. Dolphins head coach, Scotty. Yesterday, one of the reporters tried to ask him, will any of the regulars uh, not be ready to go for week one? Maybe on the pup list, maybe on injured reserve, etc." McDaniel was not falling for that, Scotty. Here we go.
0: Aside from Byron Jones, is there anyone on the team <laughs> whose status
5: you think is in question for the regular season? Opener?
0: Is that loaded? Well, Byron, I know you've that was loaded as... Come on. So All right. So yeah, you know, there, stop <laughs> giving me the rookie treatment, okay? All right? I'm prepared for this. So, um, what? <laughs> Outside of Byron Jones, the status, you know, must play out. I you said you're optimistic
2: for the opening. Outside of him, is there
0: a question about anyone else's availability?
5: He knows he's September got him.
8: September 11th, based on the injury information you've got. Um,
0: the, there's... I think all the guys that we've um, discussed that are on the active roster, um, there's no surprises.
5: I mean, that was just hilarious. So the the guy obviously has the media by the stones, and he's so good at it now, in short order, that he's even laughing at his own jokes. He spit out (laughs) laughter there, realizing how funny he is in the moment with this gig. The one thing I'm concerned about, because I live down there forever, who wears a hoodie with long sleeves in Miami yeah. in late August besides no one on earth? It is yeah. a buck yeah. outside. It feels like a buck 30 with the Vietnamese humidity. It is yeah. drenching sweat hot down there every day. And this bro's wearing like hoodies like he's living in Buffalo. Like, are you kidding me? Every day we see him, he's got a long sleeve sh- shirt on with a hoodie. No one does that. He must be pitting out or
6: something. Uh, Yeah, but uh, he's having some fun, that's for sure. Uh, We'll see if the laughs continue once the regular season starts uh, for Mike McDaniel. Let's go to Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Scotty. He, of course, is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, the great Nate. Uh, They got destroyed by the Bills last Saturday in Buffalo. You don't see it much for preseason games, but Hackett apologizes to the fan base for the awful performance.
7: Well, first thing I tell the fans is I'm sorry for that game uh, two days ago because that that is not what we're looking for. Um, But, I mean – I think the fans will understand more, you know, when we get all the way to week 17 or, or all those things, and you know, it goes with all those guys Cortland, Jerry, all those guys. Um, we want to see them in real games. We, we want that to happen, and it's, uh, you know, looking at my past. I mean, heck, we were 0-3 in the preseason last year with the Green Bay Packers, and those guys didn't play. But in the end, they were healthy and they were strong as we finished throughout that season. So that's what you're always looking for.
5: Here's another one. Uh, Kaplan's got Denver like going to the Super Bowl. It's gonna be uh, Denver, oh, yeah. Carolina in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I am not buying them uh, <laughs> if they're so great defensively. Remember how great they are that they're, they're just so oh, vaunted they're great. defensively. Great. And, and they don't even make the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I'm calm down city on the Broncos. And I also yeah. uh, am not buying Russell Wilson that he's Peyton yeah, Manning. Yeah. Uh, I thought his best years were in Seattle, and I think you're getting the tail end of him. And I I don't deny he's got talent, but are you buying him to go win a Super Bowl in Denver at at any Uh, point? At any point? No,
6: I am not. And that team, that team was not a quarterback away from winning a championship though No last they few years. they were a lot uh, of things they, away They they're a lot of things away and in my opinion there's still a lot of things away Never have I, can't I ever believe, I cannot believe how high everybody is on them just cuz they got Russell Wilson um, I think they're in for a rude awakening a especially mile high. in that division They're in for a rude wow. awakening especially with the Chiefs you know the Chargers who also never get it done and the, the Raiders, Raiders sitting there on their doorstep uh, in the AFC West—that's gonna be a very tough scene for them. Uh, that's for sure. I
5: still think the Raiders and Chiefs are the two I, best teams. Yeah. And everybody else I has the too. Chargers. Everyone's got the Chargers winning that division and going to the Super Bowl in you know big NFL circles. And here's yep. another team that never makes the playoffs.
6: I'm, on, I'm with you. I'm on the Raiders uh, to make the playoffs this year. I, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be better. They made the playoffs last year. People said they were lucky. Whatever. They're better this year with Adams and Chandler Jones and other moves no that they've made. Raiders And are their good. coach. Uh, and the coach. I, I think the coach is an improvement. I think he learned a lot of lessons. For the first time in Denver, going back to Bill, learning some things. I think McDaniel's is going to be yeah. And now uh, a they got uh, the now they got around. Brady and
5: Gronk on as backups. It's going to be great. <laughs>
6: yes, they got Brady and Gronk. Speaking of Brady, as we know, and that mother uh, Foreller car. the Messiah, the Messiah returned to Tampa yesterday after his 11 days off that everybody in the world was so worried about where he was How for was 11 it? days. Now this is twofold here. Here's Cameron Brate, the tight end for the Bucks. Now not only Scotty does he say something that we all believe, which My is idea. that it's Tom Brady, he could do whatever he wants. But the other reason why we play Cameron Brate is because the mustache is just so outstanding on this guy that it's worth alone a play. Here's Cameron Brate.
7: Pretty much as expected, you know. Uh... I'm sure wherever Tom was, he was working out still and uh, getting his reps in. Um, yeah, if anyone can get away with the 11 uh, day break during training camp, it's Tom. And uh, yeah, he came back, uh, kind of firing all cylinders again today. So uh, yeah, we're all excited he's back and uh, ready to move on with that, yeah. That's
6: a great question. As
5: mustache. you know, Carver High, I am on the New York Yankees non-facial hair discussion yes. list at Sports Grid. <laughs>
6: Yeah. Your boy Brait right there. That thing is thick. I hope he keeps that going uh, throughout the entire season. That's the first time uh, I've, I've ever seen that
5: guy's internet. face, ever. Yeah.
6: <laughs> All right. It's Bill Belichick time, Scotty. Now we have finally found what makes Bill Belichick smile, what makes Bill Belichick more talkative. It's that fresh Vegas desert air that is what uncorks bill belichick so the patriots are out in vegas to have some joint practices with the raiders today and tomorrow they'll play the at legion on friday night so a week long out in the desert now this is a quick clip but here's bill having a little fun uh with the media and now we know where bill's hanging out he's hanging out where pharrell hangs out during the day before the show a very quick uh, clip of bill here
8: How are we doing here in vegas Nice pool here. It's pretty, pretty tempting.
6: <laughs> nice, nice pool
5: here. Look at Look Bill at hitting the pool. Wants There's get a lot of action
6: at the pool. A lot of smiles. Pool looks Wet pretty Republic. impressive. It wants to get wants to get involved, right? So then he starts talking to the media. He talks for about 6 minutes about how great Las Vegas is. The training facilities are great. Everything about this place is great. The weather, this that the other. Then gets into the whole thing about Al Davis. I know how much you love Al Davis love Scotty. So here's and this is what's the the beauty about Bill Belichick. When you ask him a question that he genuinely cares about, he will give you Like a five-minute college-level course answer about a subject. And he went on for a long time about Al Davis. Here's some of the highlights.
8: You know, I spent a day, you know, with him uh, when I interviewed in uh, Oakland in, uh, what was it, 98, after after the 98 season. And, um, you know, spent a lot of time with uh, Mr. Davis. And and we've had a good relationship through the years. You know, did some some deals, you know, the – the Burgess deal, the Moss deal, the, so I five-minute conversation. So <laughs> the
6: moss deals.
8: Multiple weeks, maybe even months. You know, to bring equality and an opportunity to to so many, and you know, his championship-level of performance and the standard that he set for himself and his teams and the organization um, are historical. And it's a tremendous. Tremendous man, and was a, was a huge influence on professional football. I'm Sure, the game would be a lot different if it was for him, different today than if it wasn't for him. So, you know, I think we're all indebted for what he's done to to help this game. And certainly, as a coach and as a you know professional in the game, um, yeah, and he's to me he's one of the one of the Mount Rushmore guys.
5: Yeah, I think he was a a Titan. It's real simple, Uh, you know, I I think he killed Pete Rozelle and I think he was smarter than Rozelle and I thought Rozelle was a powerful, very, uh, you know, incredible executive in the NFL's uh, history and I I just thought Al Davis set a bar so high. I, I really believe that he'd be proud of his son. Uh, Who a lot of people think is a tool or a goofball or whatever, and that's not the case. He's turned that operation into a very valuable multi billion dollar entity. And I think uh, the Raiders, in short order, will become, with the Cowboys, uh, the most uh, explosive financial reward in the league.
0: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody
1: in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.
5: When I talk about uh, the Raiders being a a NFL financial reward uh, for Davis, uh, Mark has now uh, made the team worth over $5 billion. It's actually worth over $6.2 billion, Mike. Uh, They had uh, well over, you know, a billion and a half dollars in debt with the building of the Allegiant Stadium and their new training facilities uh, out in Henderson. So uh, the bottom line is this. Uh, his father would be absolutely thrilled at what Mark has done. Instead of leaving him in dumpy you know, Oakland in the East Bay in that atrocity of a stadium where the A's play, which is a joke, and they're ready to move to Vegas too. He moved them to Las Vegas, and in two years, they shot up. They're right behind the Dallas Cowboys now in valuation. The Cowboys are worth up to $8 billion now. I told you many times over the last five, six years that I felt that the Raiders within a decade would be the most valuable franchise in the NFL because of being in Las Vegas. I think Mark's done a great job uh, with the Raiders. I look up to his father like no other, and I'm a Steeler fan, and we hate the Raiders, but I respected that man so much. And he was such a renegade and a titan and his ability to annoy roselle and the nfl in court and winning lawsuits against the nfl no one wins lawsuits against the nfl except al davis
6: bill belichick approves as well scotty he's going to enjoy his time by the pool this week out in Las Vegas. Uh, maybe we'll find Bill, you know, sitting at one of those slot machines. Like, we can't. what was that, Coach K a couple months ago? You saw Coach <sighs> K sitting at the slots. Maybe we'll find Bill uh, playing some slots this week. Remember the I night thought. I hit the Wheel of Fortune? I was very excited. Yes, yes. Bill's going to try that this week. Uh, last one for you from the NFL, of course. Uh, we've been talking about this Roquan Smith thing with the Bears the last few weeks. Uh, he's tired of waiting on them, Scotty. He basically said... Screw you! I'm gonna play this year, and then I'll just leave. Uh, I'm gonna bet on myself and go get some money elsewhere. Here's Roquan Smith.
10: Uh, I thought it was it was very distasteful, to say the least. Uh, wasn't what I anticipated, nor did I like what I expected from the situation. But you know, I'm grateful for the uh, fans, all the loyal fans, and everyone that uh, the players as well in the locker room and the city of Chicago that uh, stood behind me throughout this process, and means a lot to myself. but now I'm just shifting my focus to the um, season and more so just focused on being the best teammate I can be um, to those guys in the uh, locker room. Um, it's my last year of my deal. Uh, and hey, I'm just going to take it, run with it, bet on myself like I've always done. And the negotiations are um, over right now. So it's more so I'm just focused on the season, going out there, being the best bear I can be because I owe that to the guys in the locker room and to the city and the. Um, all the uh, loyal fans out there.
5: Yeah, in Portuguese, what that means is he's finished in Chicago. And the minute that yes. contract's up, he is out of there because he hates the ownership and front office of the Bears. And I think, and I have to say this, it is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in the NFL, what has happened to the Chicago Bears. They just absolutely do not matter anymore. Uh, I mean, literally. And. and their front office has changed so many times. It's like changing toilet paper in your house. The uh, front office, the GM, the coach, uh, the ownership has been a disaster. The city of Chicago has turned on the McCaskies. George Hallis is rolling in his grave. And to treat their best player this way, he gone. I mean, just like that. He gone. Count on that. That guy's out of Chicago after this year. He's going to be like. You know, your boy Ferguson in fast times at Ridgemont High, when he, when he plays this year with smoke coming out of his ears, he's going to destroy quarterbacks, and he's going to get that bag. He's going to be out of there faster. you can spit.
6: Uh, Jesse Bates will end his holdout with the Bengals. He's going to sign his franchise tag and go and play. So, uh, nice move for him. Just misses all of training camp. Nothing wrong with that. Raiders set to release running back Kenyon Drake. Jared Goff will not play against the Steelers on Sunday, Lions' final preseason game. Tony Busby, Scotty, wants the NFL to take immediate action against Alvin Kamara uh, after they did against Deshaun Watson. He wants. Well, I think
5: action. Alvin Kamara better be careful because look who he's dealing with. This guy gets his way every time. I mean, this lawyer is a yeah. pain in the ass. And, I mean, he going to yeah. get his. That guy is in all kinds of deep, hot water. With this Busby all circling him, I mean he, he's circling him like a bee with honey all over you. Yep. I mean he gonna I, that guy's doomed. Kamara might as well start getting himself a really good lawyer because he got a problem on his hands.
6: Certainly does. Uh, there was Aaron Donald's retirement talk after the Rams won the Super Bowl this year. Scotty, he says he plans to play through at least next season, twenty twenty three. Lions put Jamison Williams on the pup. He'll miss at least the first four. Commanders do the same for Chase Young. Of course, he's coming back from the injury as well. And the Commanders will retire Sonny Jurgensen's number, Scotty, uh, this season down there at FedEx Field. Uh, I will sure never forget
5: when I met him. Yes, uh, I son. went into the booth before a Redskins game in D.C. because I was on uh, JFK in D.C. when I was syndicated there yes. out of Los Angeles. They brought Perel on the bench in uh, before the game. And I think they were playing the Eagles. And I went in and they had me do something on the air with their broadcast team. And when I started talking with this voice, Sonny Jergensen's face literally fell off his face. And he was so offended by me even being in that booth. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned in 40 years of doing this, I can usually tell when people don't like me. I got a real good cat sense right there. My man just did not like me. Your boy, Sonny Jergensen. Hated Pharrell, and I could tell he wanted me out of that booth fast. And I was like, "Okay, Krusty, calm down. I'm only here for five minutes." And now they're retiring his number. He's about 140 now, and I'm headed there myself, actually.
6: Uh, There you go. Uh, Your NFL news for today. We've got baseball to get to. Big slate tonight. Let's talk about a couple of things from last night first. Yankees beat the Mets at the stadium, Scotty, up in the Bronx. Four to two last night. Max Scherzer not very sharp for the Mets, Scotty, including giving up number 47 to Aaron Judge on the Yes Network.
0: Driven to deep right field, Marte back, turning, looking, see ya, there's the home run, number 47 in the Yankees lead to nothing.
5: I mean, uh, as he goes, they go, right? And they needed that win last night. I
6: thought Scherzer would beat them the way they've been playing, so what do I know? Yep, uh, here's Judge afterwards, Scotty. He had gone nine games without a home run. Uh, last one was in Fenway a couple of weekends back. Judge didn't know that he was in a home run drought. Here he is.
1: To you to break the home run drought that you had 10 games. Home run drought? i don't know, I don't know. I don't know. For you not
0: for you
8: uh, That's news to me you know, i I really don't really worry about that you know, i was I'm just happy to barrel something up and you know that's the lead that we already had against you know like i said one of i mean he's just
6: it's... like
5: Jeter. he's perfect
6: Look, it's hard to tell a guy you're in a home run drought when you've got 47 homers on August the 23rd. Like it's it's real hard to go up to a guy and be like, you're in a bit of a home run drought.
8: Dude's well, got we 47. already know.
5: <laughs> we already know they send the hungry uh, the hungry dogs into the uh, post game. You know the hungry dogs oh, they I send know. in to do those interviews. Oh, uh, very
6: hungry. I know they do. They sure do. Did you like when Rizzo told uh, Lindor to shut the Pharrell up last night? Yes. After that play where he had to go back, that was. Awesome. I, I thought that was great uh, from Anthony Rizzo last night. Good I, job, you know what's Mike. funny? Uh, a kid came into my house
5: out. last night. Uh, <laughs> it was his last night before going to college. And i uh, he's friends with my wow. son. And, and uh, I play a lot of ball with his kid. He's a great basketball player. And I, and I know the kid really well. And he walked in. I didn't see him coming. I was watching a Yankee game. I didn't see him all coming in. Like six uh, boys came into my son's room. And I saw the kid and he said, you know they're going to lose that game. And I was like, shut the football <laughs> <well> up. <laughs> and then I wished him well How about that? I also said to him, uh, don't die down there. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Don't do anything uh, stupid. Uh, you know, come back in one piece and live it up and get laid.
6: Are we on the air right now, There Mario? you go. Yes. No? Yes, we are. Uh, we yeah. are. Uh, Max Scherzer passed Pedro Martinez, 13th on the all-time strikeout list. Jacob deGrom was supposed to start against the Yankees tonight. Buck calls the Audible. He'll now start Thursday against the Rockies at home, and Taiwan Walker will start against the Yankees tonight. Uh, very, very curious. There you go. No, he, do- he said he wanted to split up Scherzer and DeGrom, Scott. He didn't want them starting on back-to-back days. Get a little separation in the rotation. Uh, Yankees have been scuffling. Yes, go ahead.
5: And Walker hasn't been pitching well. He's had problems lately. So I don't like his chances tonight. And obviously, DeGrom will eat up the Rockies.
6: Oh, he sure will. Uh, No question about that. Obviously, the Yankees have been scuffling. But before these two wins the last two days, Uh, Brian Cashman did check in with the media before the game last night, Scotty. Wanted to let everybody know, that he has all the confidence in the world in his team, his manager, and everything in the Yankee organization. Here's Brian. He's stressed.
5: I've got out. my
8: belief. Uh, I believe strongly in them. I think they're they're still capable of everything we uh, <laughs> sure. ever hoped and dreamed. And um, you know, but we have to weather the storm first and foremost. Yesterday was a nice win, um, but we need to string together obviously a lot uh, as we move forward here and uh, and earn our playoff spot and uh, and then take our shot.
5: You know, honestly, 13 years of this guy blowing smoke up, our took. All I know is I'm done with it. I don't even invite him on anymore after he used to do the homeless show with me. When he sleeps out on the streets, I don't even want that anymore. I'm so sick of listening to this guy every year when they fail, make excuses. I really am. I'm done with it.
6: Well, he might not be making too many more after this season, depending on how it goes. The Yankees will get Giancarlo Stanton back. Thursday night in Oakland, Scotty, for the start of a very long road trip. The Yankees will play four in Oakland, three in Anaheim, three in Tampa over the next week and a half after their home game with the Mets tonight. Very long trip for them. The Cubs and the Cardinals, Scotty, like you said, are playing five games at Wrigley. Last night was the first one. They are playing this afternoon, 2-0 Cubs in the seventh right now, Scotty. But last night, a 1-0 game. Jordan Montgomery throws a complete game shutout for the Cardinals. You talked about it with Scoop Mish earlier. But how did the Cardinals score that one run, Scotty? Number 693 for Albert Pujols on Valley Sports Midwest.
4: The 1-2.
6: And Pujols hits it out to deep left. And the wall. three home runs a historic home run the 449th different pitcher he's hit a home run against he's tied with bonds first all time also his 30th career homer at Wrigley 6-9-3
5: Yeah, I got to be honest with you, I I think it's really cool and everything, but it's not as cool as when uh, Maguire and Sosa were doing it. And uh, when they were chasing the historic numbers that they cheated to get, I I still enjoyed that way more, even though they were cheating. Uh, I don't,
10: there's no comparison.
5: Uh, This is just like, whatever, is he going to make it or not? It's cool, but it's not like that. That, I'll never forget that summer. They broke away from every broadcast to show their at-bats. Yeah
6: and I'm with you it's not at that level I think the only thing that would get to that level if Judge gets to 60 in the last week of the season I think people would want to see him get to 61 or
5: 62 yeah I'm I'm cool with that we'll see that's gonna be close
9: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investinginamerica.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? <laughs> That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody
1: in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
5: It's time for another exciting edition of Today in Carver High History.
6: Certainly is, and we're going to go way back to start this one. How about 1936? Future Hall of Fame pitcher Bob Feller makes his Major League debut, Scotty, for the Indians at 17 years old. He struck out 15. 1970, Roberto Clemente compiles his record second straight five-hit game. Your boy could rake. Back in the day, 1980, Charles O. Finley sells the A's for $12.7 million to Walter Haas Jr., of course, the owner and CEO of Levi Strauss. 1982, Mariners pitcher Gaylord Perry ejected for throwing a spitball, marking for the the first time he's been caught cheating (laughs) despite being suspected of it for years. 1989, Dodgers beat the Expos 1-0 in 22 innings on a Rick Dempsey home run. That was the game where the Expo's mascot, Yippee, was ejected in the 11th for bothering Tommy Lasorda, one of the all time great mascot scenes of all time. 92, Dennis Eckersley, first pitcher to record 40 saves in four different seasons 1993 McGriff and justice are the six teammates to hit back-to-back homers twice in the same game 2000 Bobby Bonds passed away of lung and brain cancer at 57 2004 the US women's softball beat Australia to win the gold medal. 2008, the women's basketball team also beat Australia, Lisa Leslie, Superbird, and Diana Taurasi. 2008, Angel Di Maria scored in the 58th minute. Argentina beat Nigeria to win the gold. 2017, Dodgers pitcher Rich Hill is perfect through eight, an error against the leadoff batter in the ninth, but recovers for a no-hitter. And in 2020, Bayern Munich, Scotty, won their sixth Champions League final. They beat Paris Saint-Germain, one nothing, and that was, of course, in the COVID-shortened uh, Champions League that year. And in
5: 1979, before Charlie Finley sold the uh, A's, I went to his farm in Laporte, Indiana, with a gigantic A's logo on the top of the roof of the farm. My father was friends with Finley, and I got to meet old Charlie Finley, how cool is that?
9: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022,